0: Mike check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Francesca in the house, on the couch. <coughs> <laughs> glad you're not doing any of those
1: noises okay. into the microphone. I'm clear now.
0: <laughs>
1: I've cleared all of the passageways. I've cleared all of the negative energy out of my life. Oh,
0: right. Patrick is getting ready to go to his meditation, his woo-woo class.
1: <laughs> you need to shut your <laughs> mouth.
0: <laughs> you tell me to shut my mouth that's not a positive way to get ready for your um... it's
1: actually it's very meditative no. for me Mm-mm. that's my meditation no <laughs> that is not like, that does not you need sound to stop
0: like positive
1: it is thinking
0: you know what last week's meditation class was about anger and it sounds like <laughs> <you did.
1: laughs> don't use my meditation class against me that is low <laughs> that is real low friend.
0: <laughs> wait this is not what this couch chat is supposed to be about but last week I accompanied Patrick to his meditation class and I was uh, honestly it had the or the opposite intended effect because
1: I left there so annoyed you were (laughs) I could see you fidgeting and getting antsy I think the dude leading it
0: Long. The dude
1: leading it even commented at one no, point. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Well, I know. I what pick did he up say? Because we're what was we're his comment? Meditatively he linked.
0: Say- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say if you go to a meditation class, it's an hour and a half long, and then you only meditate for ten minutes. Well, a lot of it We've is we meditated about for ten minutes,
1: fifteen. But I'm oh. just saying
0: no it was 10
1: but listen listen and it he talks the
0: whole time We yeah were at it. it was Medi- about
1: meditation listen listen you see this is why you need the meditation look <laughs> at how worked up you got <laughs> you usually take some deep breaths you get
0: worked up all the time <laughs> and as don't. soon as you got work yeah oh yes you do no, the minute I'm a, you got I'm a
1: model for peace and patience i've changed my life for <laughs> i'm a different man now that i've gone to this meditation class three times you
0: can't even say it <laughs> with a straight face because you know listen i am your, just trying your to your chakras I'm are full of shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: All of them are brown. I'm gonna
0: tap on oh, one every of them. chakra. Is I'm gonna brown. tap on the chakra and make the shit come out.
1: My third eye is weeping.
0: <laughs> Ew. My
1: third eye is rolling. Your at third you. eye has
0: a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen, we're on the couch. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Lasting Basis from our couch. Sometimes we have these fun little chats that are uh, a little more laid back than the stewed, where we talk about just one topic. And this morning we got inspired because I was recounting to Patrick how the Taylor Swift they're called Swifties. Did you know that
1: um, her fans? Yeah, I think I I don't know maybe maybe I just expected there's some cute. They're they're name called for Swifties.
0: Them. They wanted to be called Swiffers, but,
1: but that was taken. But that
0: was taken and <laughs> uh, they got a they got a cease and desist from the Swiffer folks. So they're called Swifties. Um, they tried to get my account suspended this week oh wow yeah it was great um <laughs> all because uh Swift decided you still haven't heard this cover it's so bad she covered earth wind and fires September. you told me
1: that it was really slow and stupid
0: she made it really sl- she made it sound like it was playing at a funeral for someone that died in september <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like it was like and it was like recounting the one memory that they had before they died and she changed the date it's the 21st of september she changed it to the 28th because like that's when her boyfriend and her like boned or something i don't know Ooh. i know right like what Who remembers to, that she does way to desecrate the song right so i just tweeted the the i tweeted the article from spin mm-hmm. about the cover and i i put it the caption no one asked for this right and they were really upset and the
1: taylor <laughs> fans got all upset and they came after you and they tried to get your account shut down <laughs> yeah so that's so that's wild but i think what we were talking about though was the nature of this phenomenon where people just are i mean people say things like oh you know they're standing for so and so but it's it's a little more organized than that
0: well i think for i mean I know that some celebrities encourage this kind of behavior in some ways. For example, Lady Gaga's fans used to do this kind of ridiculous stuff. They they And they're called little monsters. And people that's would good. say, like, that's yeah, fine. that's really bad, right? <laughs> to the point that they got so ridiculous that Lady Gaga, to her credit, came out and publicly said, like, monsters, well, we are not about hatred and bullying like that's not what this is about she actually started like an anti-bullying like charity and I remember stuff that. and so she's been very publicly vocal about encouraging her audience not to participate in this behavior whereas other celebs do not do that mm-hmm. where for example someone will tweet about another rapper being shitty in support of Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj will li- like that tweet you know what I mean? Like, and, and just basically signal to them, I see you right. and I approve of this behavior right. and, and inadvertently or, or purposefully encourage it. Right. Because people, a celebrity likes your tweet. They're like, Oh my God, I made it. And Taylor's whether she wants to admit it or not, encourages this behavior in her fans by rewarding them for being fanatical with, invites to her house to listen to the album, and Christmas cards, and, you
1: know, she
0: puts little messages in her songs, and then she likes their tweets if they're able to decipher them, and it's just very-
1: Right, right. And I I think- it's well, one thing. It's one thing to engage your fans right. and to say, "Hey, if you if you like me, or you show support for my music, or you're a big part of the fan club, I will engage with you in some way." There's nothing wrong with that. It's, no, it's pretty smart. But I
0: think with Taylor specifically, it's so fucking capitalistic because, like, she's not doing this because she likes y'all and she's your friend. She wants you to buy her shit. She wants you to spend money because even with her latest concert, she had this special thing where it was like, "Do you want to make sure that?" You can get a ticket. You have to compete in all these challenges to get points. And the points will help you advance in the line. And the challenges were like, play my music videos every day. Tweet about my songs.
1: Buy my merchandise. All All things that directly translate into cash. And
0: her fans were actually, some of them were tweeting about being upset because essentially what you were doing was like, you were putting yourself in line for when the ticket sales were open and then as you completed challenges you moved up in the line so right. that, and and there were some people who were like i have played the album i bought multiple copies of the album i've played the music videos every single day i haven't moved up in line and then when they opened the ticket sales my ticket was still 300 and something dollars and it's like this is who you are running around the internet yelling at people
1: for right right but but to the to the earlier point though right, right encouraging it is more than just saying, you know, okay, I, I will engage with my fans in mass or in general. Encouraging it is has to be encouraging that specific behavior, and I think one of the things about Taylor is that she has channels that are her official fan clubs, right? That they do engage yes. people who engage in behavior that's essentially harassment. And do seem to promote that at times, or at least are extremely aware of it.
0: Well, they follow the, tw- the thing is, is that these are f- fan accounts are very interesting to me because I, I don't know, is there anybody that you, when you were a teenager, if Twitter was around. Mm hmm. Would you have started a fan account in support of a musician? And when I say a fan account, I mean like tweeting every time there's a picture of them, having your Twitter profile be a picture uh, no, well, of them. No, I
1: just – I don't have that kind of stamina for guys social aren't media. Really,
0: guys are not really like that, I feel like.
1: Sometimes. I, I don't know. I'm, I can only speak for myself when I say that I don't have – I don't have the. uh, A fanatic bone in your body. I just can't do it. And the best I could do, and we were talking about this as part of this equation too, is, you know, especially young people. They use their their champions as ways of
0: It's like a proxy for themselves. Forming
1: their own identities. Yeah. And I know I did that too. I mean, everyone in our school were wearing like their respective band shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd see the people like the hippies walking around in their Beatles shirts. Mm-hmm. And you'd see I had a like, sublime shirt. You had a sublime shirt. I had like Metallica, I had Bush, I had like Black shirt? Because it was written like the MASH logo, the old oh, show. And yeah. I thought that was cool. Okay. I wasn't a particular Bush I was fan. Say. I didn't hate that. Music. you don't
0: you don't you don't strike me as a bushy <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what they're
1: called no
0: your face was like Ew. no and that's another thing did, did people do well but i understand dead heads, I, right
1: right but i understand what it's like to like to really identify or use the musician that, that music as a way of identifying back then it was more genre based Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, oh, I'm like the metal dude the I'm I'm metal like head. The hippie dude. I'm like the, you know, like the smooth jazz guy in the group. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't have one of those, I think. But you know, but but like oh that's how God. you would that's how you would sort of um align yourself. Yeah, and you would promote that in your appearance so that people kind of got their head around punks were the best example. They were like, We don't give a fuck, but we're gonna go as far as we can to dress up. Yeah. Um, like almost like costuming. And there's so many unnecessary chains. It's like, isn't that shit heavy? And how much did that cost you? <laughs> and safety pins. Yeah, and all the money they spent on hair dye. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was like, that's cool. I mean, and it looked awesome. I'm, I, was, I I was, liked the style, even though I never got into it. I thought they looked really cool when they did that. But at the same time, it's like, man, you are doing more than anybody yeah, else out it's here. It's a
0: performance, for sure. And I do...
1: But these are all teenagers, right? Yes. Trying to fit in and trying to show the rest of their well, social group Twitter, like, so where they're, they're at. Well, on Twitter, sometimes they're
0: younger than teenagers because... One thing I did say that, again, was, was hyperbolic, but I mean, I, I did mean it, was that I can't even imagine that the average Taylor fan knows who Earth, Wind & Fire is, or even knows the original song. And I was just like, what a strange song for her to cover. And I got a tweet from someone that said, I'm 11 going on 12, and I know the song. And I was like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. And he- see, that's to my original point, right? So, like, I get the kids – want to do that and that it's really important for them or easy for them to find some sense of identity in a in a character or a band or even a genre of music and today with twitter and like that sort of back and forth they can do it very much with an individual absolutely as opposed to like a genre or a band like you know i I was doing when i was younger
0: but i think what bothers me about the taylor thing specifically because like i i don't have strong feelings about her music one way or another. I, I do own a Taylor Swift album. I purchased 1989. I think it's a good album. There, were, there are good songs on it that I actually really like. Um, I think she's a good pop, like, she can write a good pop song, right? And, like, even some of her country songs I think are good songs. But I think what bothers me about her is that she does this, like, performative white feminism where she says – do you remember when everybody was asking singers if they were feminists? It was like a few years ago. It was like a big thing. Everybody and all these celebrities. No, I don't. Like,
1: I don't remember people directly. Oh, a campaign Lady to just Ga- asked them outright.
0: Yeah, I don't know why, but there was just a moment where it was like Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. Everybody was like, "No, I'm not a feminist because I, I, you know, like men because they did because, not understand right. what feminism was," and then. Taylor Swift very publicly came out and said that she understood and learned what feminism was, and now she was proud to call herself a feminist— And she seemed to be really inspired or moved by the fact that she was getting a lot of criticism for dating a lot, you know, dating lots of different guys and and singing about guys in her songs. And she was saying, like, this is slut-shaming and this is wrong. And she was taking this, like, feminist stance that men don't get criticized when they talk about their ex-girlfriends in songs, but you guys do it to me. And this is, you know, but it was just, again, me, 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 me. And then she did that when, like, you know, Kanye West was being shitty to her, which, again... All of that is like drama that you just genuinely do not even care or need to know about. But I say all that to say when like white supremacists started using Taylor Swift as their like icon and calling her their like Aryan Barbie and tweeting out her songs from the fucking, you know, Twitter account, which is like, oh, fucking white supremacists, very anti-semitic website Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like
1: yeah we're familiar
0: they they are they are it's not like a secret it's not like something i'm inferring or or it's implied like they are they are no stranger to being like the jews run everything and like black people are stupid and like monkeys or whatever taylor (laughs) was silent and then when people said that about her her fans attacked them her fans were more upset that people were saying hey taylor you should say something about the shitty presidency. You should say something about, you know, white supremacists tweeting out the lyrics to your songs and saying that there are coded white nationalist messages in them. Right. And instead, you're being silent and her fans are like, you're sending t hate. And a woman messaged me after this whole thing started happening to warn me because she got doxxed and they um got her account suspended. Yeah. Because she made a joke about like a Venn diagram of Nazis and Taylor Swift fans. You know what I mean?
1: Like, yeah, which I mean clearly exists if Brandt is using her as their quote Aryan queen. Is that what they said? Was that the language? I don't Aryan- know if Brandt said it or uh, <clears> of <throat> if. Um, I don't want to get that wrong because it's too specific. Yeah, it's no, there so was another opinion. there
0: was another website. I think it might have been the one that got shut down after the Charlottesville thing, which was uh, Daily Stormer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, there were, but, a... but
1: clearly they're trying to they're trying to appropriate Taylor Swift for their. And I
0: think they could have just been doing it because they thought it was funny. I don't know,
1: mm, but like, but but that's not how this works, okay? So I'm if just... you have a bunch of kids out there, especially like ten and twelve year olds, which I'm going to imagine a good chunk of that audience is, if you have a bunch of kids that are heavily identifying with Taylor Swift, and then some sort of white supremacist website comes in, or news source, alleged news source, right, comes in and says, "Hey, Taylor." Schiff somehow supports what it is we believe in. Right. In any way, it moves them a little bit closer towards- It
0: potentially could. Towards, I mean-
1: towards being at least comfortable with the idea of white supremacy. And
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a coordinated effort on their parts to be like, here's a really big fandom that likes a blonde white girl who never talks about politics. She's very apolitical. So we can just project any message onto her that we want. And we it's can take advantage possible. of her fan base. It's I, very I wouldn't possible. be surprised if they had
1: done that. But then, possibly. but then, if you have Taylor Swift not saying anything right. responsive to it, it starts to look like an endorsement, like a like at least complacency with it and and support for it. And so you're in a really dangerous, dangerous territory there because we know that a lot of these organizations use these audiences or find audiences like this that they can they can manipulate based on their present likes yeah and if you have a bunch of young impressionable people who above all else identify with taylor's you can't kick taylor's out from under them like they're not going to let that happen
0: yeah i completely agree with you and i, I actually was reading something about how these white supremacist groups go about like recruiting people online mm-hmm. and they really do look for people that are you know, malleable in the sense that like people that don't really have a strong sense of identity or really know who they are, often people that are depressed, people that are loners. I mean, those are often the types of people that do spend a lot of time online. And so they really do like recruit in this very sophisticated way. And it, is really scary when you think about the fact. And again, I'm um, just full disclosure disclaimer. We are not saying that these kids are going to become like white supremacists.
1: Certainly, and we we also are providing our opinions as to what we're seeing. So the evidence is always fairly anecdotal.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um,
1: but just so you guys don't think like I mean, we don't. We obviously we're not a news outlet. Right. So this is based on just what we see happening on the internet. Absolutely. And, and it's Fran so, and it's, your life, of course. It's
0: so funny because like while we were talking about this before we started recording I said oh should we do we should do a couch chat about this and Pat was like you know I wanted I wanted to but I didn't know if I should suggest it because and I was like whatever Taylor fans don't listen to my to our podcast And Pat's like all it takes is one you know that (laughs) oh, right. We definitely had some situations where one person listened to the podcast and then totally turned it into like
1: World War Three. It was ridiculous. Because
0: their fifis were hurt. It was
1: garbage. No, but it's also, but it also, they no, it take really it back bad. to their clan and they fucking.
0: I know they, they stormed our um, reviews. Have you read any, have you read the older reviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, no, there's a, summer? there's a
1: pocket of time where somebody, and I'm going to guess it's, it's probably one or two people. Because it's too regular. The intervals are very regular. It was
0: like every day for like a month, all of our reviews were like, Francesca is uh, a hypocrite and she is like, uh, what did it say? They were like, The Stalin thing was in there. The, yeah. Was they, they, just said, Stalin. They,
1: they said a bunch of things that you would expect from people that are just running their mouths and defending against. Any criticism of racism. So when you're defending against a criticism of racism, you are basically, I mean, you are a, you are racist, you put yourself in the racist camp pretty squarely. uh, and, And the people who are willing then to go find your reviews online to post a negative review in an effort to hurt your podcast or your Twitter channel, or whatever it is, are also the type of people that use language like call them Stalin. Right. Talk about libtards. Right. Like, it's very, it's almost scripted. But
0: all of that stuff is related in the sense that, like, the types of people who engage in this behavior, and I, again, this is only based on my personal opinion, but I just feel like the evidence is so clear that if you have the time to devote your entire social presence to one person and then attacking anyone who says something mildly, like, Literally, all I said was, no one asked for this. Right. And then it's like, you the manipulation was just mind-blowing to me because people were tweeting me things like, I'm unfollowing you because I used to be a fan, but your hatred of Taylor Swift has just really changed how I feel about you. Right. And they weren't fans. fans. And they they
1: weren't following you. You've
0: never followed me. And
1: they were just trying to send you a message that, hey, maybe you're pushing across a line that you should back up from because you don't want to risk your following and then sending the same message to other people who might be following you saying, okay, here's where you should draw the line and you should stop following this person in an effort to hurt them.
0: But I'm because
1: right. all all in the name of Taylor S, by the way, somebody who makes what I believe is fairly mediocre music and does very little for the world, for the world in general. Yeah, I mean, she fine, she's an artist. That's okay. I mean, she donates
0: but, to the causes that she thinks are important and like kudos that's fine. kudos to her.
1: I mean, I don't I don't give I don't give special credit to to insanely rich people who throw a little money to some charitable organizations. I'm sorry, and I, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but like I just I can't tell you how ridiculous I think it is that the name of the game is get rich and then become a philanthropist. And then credit for being a philanthropist. Release, and then send a
0: press release every time you donate something. And of course,
1: yeah, and of course, of course, a lot of them do it for press releases. A lot of them don't need the press release, but they do need the tax break. But the point is, there are people in the world that spend their entire lives in public interest work, never make more than thirty-five grand a year, and never get any special like and don't ever have anything. a chance to be rich, and then become the rich philanthropist because they're so rich they can give to charities and still pay all of their bills. Which are gigantic because they live in mansions and have service staff, right? You know what I mean? Like that's not something that I believe deserves the kind of credit we give Listen,
0: it. Listen, I I agree with you, and I I have to say that's I, a different rank. I love you getting Patrick has like real feelings about celebrity, and I feel like this is that's like another big problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, because I agree now with what you. we've done
1: is we we we've held up a standard that says go out and get rich for your sake for selfish reasons at whatever cost, and then become the public figure that you want to be like you can't be a good person until you go and take everything that you can get your grubby little hands on it's ugly and it and it works that's the thing that's why you have cash me outside girl (laughs) that's why you've got like i ate a tampon once that's why you've got like you know the
0: walmart yodeling kid performing at coachella and being on ellen and getting fifteen thousand dollars right why exactly nothing (laughs) Uh,
1: i fucked trump once yeah like come on now and then i took money for it to cover it up Allegedly. <laughs> now I found some loophole to gain fame off it again. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. I
0: just wanted to say that I do think that aside from a Taylor Swift thing, to loop it back to like the one time we riled up my trolls to like mobilize to try and take down our iTunes reviews, the types of people who invest their time in this stuff. I have a really hard time believing that they feel good about themselves. And these are the types of people who can be manipulated into doing whatever some evil mastermind wants them to do, whether it's buy records, buy merchandise, or more malicious things. Like I do think there needs to be some sort of research done about how the internet is being used to radicalize people whether it's something as innocuous as being a part of a fandom which again the fact that these that there are these kids and some of them are not kids and I, I think that that's important to distinguish because like sometimes I think we use this idea of like well they're kids to like
1: no, I, I'm fully aware to, that many to, of them are to, adults. To
0: say, like, some but, of them but are think adults. But I my point is,
1: is that when you deal with stands online that are going crazy and calling you a bitch. Some it's of them
0: are adults, though. Some, uh, of, some of
1: them are, but you can't usually tell the difference right, between them. Right, you can't tell the difference. That's but, my point.
0: Right, you can't tell the difference, but I would argue and that they And a good
1: chunk of them are children.
0: Yes, a number of them are children. Some of them are, like, high school which is still a child, but should be old enough to know better. Some of them are in college, which is still young, but sh- adult age. Right, right. And the point is, is that all of these people that I think we should be talking about, doing something to talk to young people about the way that they're using the internet. Because here's the thing. I am old enough and secure enough that, like, I'm not going to be scared by some fucking Taylor <laughs> stands. I'm not even going to be fucking scared by, like... White nationalist dudes who like sit and rant at their fucking cam- camera for an hour about me. Like, those people do not scare me. But I am worried for the young people who don't have the support system that I do, that don't have self esteem and jobs and family to support them. And these people descend on them. And that could lead them to committing suicide. That could lead them to, you know what I mean? Like, they're, th- this is.
1: Right bullying and harassment it's definitely it's definitely harassment and and the the problem is that it's a hard channel to follow and it's right and it's it's online and it's done so much by winks and nods that it's you can't Really pin the action directly on people. There is a category of speech that incites violence that is not protected under the First Amendment. But they are
0: always very
1: crafty. But it has to be extreme. I mean, you have to be at a podium in front of a bunch of people and say, "Now go out and attack somebody." And they never do that. And of course, no, of course, that never happens. That's never how this happens. That's the all like one of the only circumstances under which that provision could actually be triggered. But it it never happens that way. And, and people aren't dumb enough to do it that way because the public backlash then becomes an issue. There's no plausible deniability. There's, these people can't go, but we're not actually Nazis. You know, you can't push that because even your audience that you're looking to, to edge towards white supremacist values. They're going to be like, that's it. too far. That's which, way, is why, too far. <laughs> which is why, and we were talking about this before, which is why when the you were mentioning how upset people get when Taylor and Nazism comes up, or when people are called Nazis, or when anytime
0: someone any- calls someone a Nazi online, people flip And I their get it. Shit. Like there are a lot of
1: good reasons to be concerned about throwing the word Nazi Absolutely. around. Absolutely.
0: And I do think that there are people that are using that word to just label anyone that they don't like. Right. The same way people use social justice warrior to label anyone that they don't like.
1: But when somebody but when somebody says, Well, there's a I'm starting to see a Venn diagram here between Taylor's fans and nazis and anti-semitic channels right. have have adopted Taylor have or promoted
0: out her lyrics and have been like oh this speaks to me right or have
1: promoted Taylor Swift. Well, then there clearly is a portion there is a venn diagram for that out there in the in the ether yeah so to speak it's
0: not saying it's all of you they're saying like
1: there is some overlap right so i i don't think that's a particularly hyperbolic use of the word nazi but the fact that we were talking about this they can't handle it and my i was thinking the reason they can't handle the nazi idea is because they can't get around mentally the fact that nazis are the definition of evil or bad like mm-hmm. you can't they do so many mental gymnastics and have so many effective ways of denying that they're racist, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're bingo cards made for this stuff.
0: My friend is black. I dated a black girl.
1: Right. I can't be racist because- I voted for Obama. Oh, yeah. Or don't disagree with the police. It's like, it was your fault for saying, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, no, you should have gotten on the ground or gotten in the police. It's like, like, there's so many ways to say, hey, this isn't racism and I can reject this as An example of the label
0: Nazi, you can't shake that. But
1: they can't get around Nazi because all of our most public and direct media, all the major movies set in World War II, every fucking video game, you're never participating as a nazi and i i hope and even that that's, that's still re- true and
0: but. even that's really interesting but like they have become this symbol i mean they should be the symbol of the bad guy but in many ways it feels like everybody patting themselves in the back to be like we're not like them right while completely disregarding like the united states complacency in the fucking holocaust and that's the fact a, that whole that a whole another
1: podcast
0: but it's a whole another podcast but i'm just but do you know what i mean it's like we'll make for example like it's just this strange idea that, like, there's so much fucking anti-Semitism that's happening right fucking now. And instead of actually addressing it, right. like, they just could dress up a, a, a bad guy as the Nazi and be like, that's the bad guy. And it's like, yes, that is a bad guy. Right. But you're also, like, but also not Nazis... addressing any other form of anti-Semitism. It's just, like, this big
1: fucking performance. Well, it's just like the Civil Rights Movement. It's like it's like the the Third Reich no longer exists. Right. So what you can say is, well, the Nazis were bad. Uh, and they lost, just like they do with the Civil Rights Movement. Well, we had Martin Luther King Jr., so we're So good we're now. great.
0: Everything's great.
1: <laughs> don't worry about anything that follows. Like, anything that resembles the racism talked about then clearly isn't the doesn't, same thing. Doesn't –
0: isn't around anymore. So yeah.
1: anti-Semitism doesn't exist because the Third Reich has fallen. Like, it's not – it's not – it's not logical. It's not real.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, I, I just think the bigger conversation that was really spawned by this is kind of – I don't know, for me at least – that the internet has really become this tool. I mean, you can use the internet for all sorts of positive things, but the fact that people are using it to manipulate already vulnerable people is just really scary to me. And it's really scary that, like, young people, especially, are being trained in this behavior because I really think that that opens the door for more nefarious folks to take advantage of them absolutely and sway them towards something that's way worse than like endorsing a pop star or you know buying extra albums or fighting to get those pre-sale tickets or whatever the fuck they do.
1: right and and, and to your point Taylor is probably not a white supremacist I wouldn't know but somewhere along the line, she said or her team said to her and she went along with it, Let's not address these white supremacists that are trying to appropriate She's you. had
0: websites taken down where people asked her to address the white supremacists, and she was more – her team thought it was a better idea to have a website taken down where someone said, hey, Taylor please speak out against white supremacists, rather than take down the site where white supremacists said, we love you, Taylor
1: And so this is my point, right? I have no reason to believe that Taylor Swift is doing that to promote white supremacy, but I believe 100% that her and her team are deciding that that's the best way to maintain her image mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and to ensure that there's no disruption in sales of merchandise, albums, yep. and tickets. Even if you have somebody who is not interested in pushing that agenda, you have somebody that's essentially cow to it. If you are it.
0: neutral in, in situations of injustice, you have chosen this side of the oppressor
1: this isn't just neutrality though this is for capital gain that means that you are effectively being paid in a sense to support keep your mouth shut yeah a white a white supremacist agenda and i i think that's that is a good example of of how this happens and a good example of why i think celebrity runs so far afoul of what is a good way to approach the world
0: well i hope that you have two-step verification on your twitter account because your shit's about to get shut down I, I,
1: <laughs> I will i will set all of that up before i post this episode please
0: you know what I, you know what i'm gonna also move that we censor swift in the in the um title you know you do the couch chat and then you put swift but you put like a star in in the place of the eye mm-hmm. So i'm telling you these bitches are going to be searching twitter
1: <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. They, you know what? That, what if I call him, what if I say, ooh, if the title says Swiffer, then we can be sued both by Swiffer and Taylor. <laughs> f-
0: <laughs> Why don't you put it Swiffer's, but like censor Maybe the they'll
1: cancel each other out
0: somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do, do that. Yeah. Just put that asterisk in there because I'm telling you that I started doing that whenever I would tweet about Trump, which I don't tweet about him very often, but I would censor his name. And people would ask me, "Why did you do that?" I said, "Because the fuck."
1: Just because Trump they're trolls, fans yeah.
0: they they search his name mm-hmm. and they go looking for anything someone has said, and that's what happened to me with this Taylor Swift thing. So in the future, new
1: takeaway: two-step verification is necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Asterisk. So that Taylor you, Swift's
0: name is now a slur. So
1: people <laughs> the people,
0: the T word, <laughs> Swift
1: you. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. fun.
0: Maybe that. Maybe that's the title. Taylor is a slur.
1: Okay, that won't garner any attention. (laughs) Okay, I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this was last name basis. From from our couch. couch.